Hello and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. My name is Phil Savory and I'm joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Hello and stravo to you. Stravo to you. Um, we're joining you uh, on uh, on a on a pretty momentous day um, because you know the whole world's been talking about it and finally it's happened. We've got hold of Skopsko from Macedonia. I know oh. the. The world's been waiting with bated breath over the last few days to figure, you know, would, would we or wouldn't we? And uh, we're delighted to say that, um, that we do have Skopsko from Macedonia from our beer bucket list. For those of you who've never heard us before and don't know what I'm talking about, uh, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries. And, uh, and this has been a tough one to get, hasn't it, Mark? It's been a really tough one to get. Um, mm-hmm. However, I've got. Um, a really good friend who's been to uh, Ochrid in Macedonia quite a few times and they were debating having their wedding out there last year. Mm. Um, one thing led to another they didn't and obviously with all this shit going down at the moment they've not been out there this year but they were hoping to go for their honeymoon and in which case he was going to bring Scotsco back for me. Um, however, obviously it's not happened and it's absolutely impossible to get over here. I don't know if they don't export it or what really happens. Um, however, I was looking at, you know, at one point at possibly doing a sort of tour of that kind of area, getting Slovenia and Austria, that was all part of that tour. But we don't really need to anymore because we've boxed off nearly all the beers from that sort of area now. I we think have. this is pretty much the last one. It's one of the um, last European ones to get. Yeah, there was Bosnia that was sort of involved in it. Um, as I said, Austria, obviously the beautiful Stiegel, I would love to go there anyway because they have a factory that we can visit, but that's for another day. Yeah. Um, there was a few other countries involved, as I say, but we, as I say, we don't need to now, because um, here it is, courtesy of. We, we have to, and and people might be wondering how we got the beer. Well, um, it just so happens that we um, befriended um, Scopsco themselves, the, the brewery, on Twitter, I believe, and yeah. there's a little bit of a message sort of back and forth. Um, they agreed to send us um, some beers. So this is basically our first sponsored episode. Yeah. Technical, so, technically. I should, do, I should because, do like an ad read or something, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. Um, however, so it was sponsored. It is also, however, our most expensive episode because <laughs> there was a problem there with was a problem. this delivery. Yeah. yeah. So it, they very fantastically kindly sent it free of charge. It was 16 cans of this Scotsco. I must say we've got two. We've got original Scotsco and Scotsco Smooth. I'll yeah. come to that later on. Um, so he sent us eight of each. Fantastic. You know, there's a few people in this community that are starting to get together now. I'll come to that later as well. Um, so, you know, we need as many cans we can get. Brilliant. So anyway, so it was sent free of charge with DHL. Next day delivery, I think it was, all the way from Macedonia. Wonderful. The world could... We couldn't believe that. that. No, the world could not get any better for me on that day. It was absolutely brilliant. And then it all came tumbling down when I got a message from DHL to say that I needed to pay um, income tax or, you know, import charge or whatever it is. But, all right, no worries, I'll pay that, not a problem. So goes online to pay it, and it was something like 85 or £90. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And at that point, I didn't know how many cans that were, that were in the box either. So um, then I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do here? Because obviously I know there's a few people that we can forward a few on to, and try and offset the cost of it a little bit, but it's going to cost a fortune for these beers. 
previous most expensive expensive were the combination of Ozusko and Jelen Pivo from Serbia yeah. and Croatia. Um, and they ended up being about the same cost. However, with them, we had 48 cans of it, and that's pretty much lasted me all summer. Yeah. Um, whereas this, you know, once you take out four or five cans for other people, there's not a lot to be going on with. However, um, we're moving house, and there's, I think I've got about half a dozen of these left. Um, so I've been drinking through my um, beer stock recently, um, and I need to be getting on with this, really, and get rid of it. So I'm hoping it's going to be liquid gold. I mean, it works out somewhere around £5.50 a can that I've paid for this. So it's, it better be good. Well, yeah, and I, th- I think without further ado, I think we should we should crack on. So we've got two cans um, we're going to drink through today. We've never had them before, so this is a complete first taste. We're going to start off... Should we start off with just the standard lager beer? Because that's the one on the bucket list. It's the one. It's the most important one, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, we're drinking from a, um, a a standard sort of like a pint style can. Um, Four point. It's a really pretty can, actually. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, so half green, is, yeah, half dark green, half sort of cream. Five hundred mil. Let's uh, let's see what we think. Um, so this beer goes back to nineteen twenty four. So fairly decent heritage to it, and the. Um, the, the place that it comes from is the actual Macedonian capital of Scotia. Um, which we'll is that where it's about. brewed? Yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all from there. It comes from there. So this is a Macedonian beer for Macedonian people. Though I heard you were saying, I, I don't know this for fact, but you said that, that this potentially this is um, owned by Heineken. Yes. Yeah, so the Scotia Brewery was founded in 1922 and began operations in 24. But in 1998, it was purchased by the Greek Coca-Cola Bottling Company and Heineken. Um, it was introduced with the name Light's Beer and is presented. Um, it presented beer line with 10% extracts, blah, blah, blah. Um, before World War II, the name of the beer was changed to an export beer from Scotia. Obviously, you know, like with a load of that little funny sort of Macedonian writing. Um, yeah, all that. With an increased extract of 12%, by the 1990s, the name Scotsco was placed in the centre of the label. So that was 1991. So it's only been known as Scotsco for. Um, what I'd say was probably about 20 years, but is in fact 29. Um, so, yeah, new labelling, well, quite a few times, actually. But, yeah, not not really got much background to the... No, the, the, um, the, beer, the beer itself, there's not, there's not too much to say for it, really. Uh, what were your no. thoughts, boy, first taste? Uh, right, first taste, it's very smooth. It looks as smooth as the, as the can looks. And bear in mind, this is the standard one we're drinking, not the smooth yeah. one. So yeah. that's going to be even smoother. This yeah, next so one. I mean, the smooth one to be even smoother than this. Yeah, this is the smoothest beer I think I've ever tasted. It goes down like, like liquid gold, you could say. I mean, it's not the best one that I've tasted, but no, it's no, very it's, smooth. Not, it's not the best taste um, by any means, um, but it's not too bad. And actually, and like you say, it does. It goes down really smooth. There's no. It's um, it's borderline like an ale in that it. There's there's no hardly any fizz to it. Um, I really like it. I really do. It's got a lovely flavour to it. A different yeah. flavour. Yeah, exactly. It's not watery. It, it does have a, no. have a depth of flavour to it without it being... It's not really gassy at all, is it? No, I'm really enjoying it. I would say, as a one-off, it is well worth £5.50 a can. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. So, Macedonia. So, um, this is one of those countries that is kind of um, that's fairly new in the sense that Macedonia itself as it exists now, 
is an independent country um, that, that became independent from Yugoslavia in 1991. So it's one of those that the history of this, of this country goes back a long, 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 long time, which we'll come to. But actual modern day Macedonia is a bit like Croatia in that it's kind of come about from the, the breaking apart of the Eastern Bloc. Yeah. Um, and I say the capital city of Skopje itself, that service 7,000 years old. It's one of the oldest capital cities around. Wow. Years Where old. was the other oldest capital city that we've come across recently uh, on one of these journeys? I can't remember. <laughs> no, I can't. This, this I don't know if it's 7,000 years old, though. But... Yeah. I'm um, feeling it was in that same sort of area. It might have even been Slovenia. So um, what's Macedonia got? Well, it has more mountains or mountain peaks than any other country in the world, apparently. It has 34, mm. 34 peaks and supposedly um, a great many of them have never been scaled by man. Why not? Are they too high or are they dangerous? Or what? Well, they're not, they're not going to be higher than like Everest and stuff like that, but uh, for whatever reason, they've, they've not been. Maybe they don't have Sherpas to take you around them, though. Perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Um, so Skopje, the capital city, has um, an interesting claim to fame. Yeah. Someone think, think of, think of a famous Macedonian. So I'm going to give you the chance now to think of the main one. Well, name me the main one. I'll name you the weird one. Oh God, I don't know any Macedonians. You don't know any. You don't know the big I one. Don't, I don't think I do. No. Go on. We'll come to him later then. Right. But but Macedonia. Not, <laughs> Scotland, the capital of Macedonia, was the birthplace of Mother Teresa. Was it really? It was. Mother Teresa. Um, even though she's uh, supposed, well, she's technically Albanian, she was born in Scotland. <laughs> so, um, uh, and up until the age of 18, um, before she left for, to, to uh, live in Ireland for a bit, she was, she was a Macedonian. I've got a feeling we've brought Mother Teresa up before, haven't we? Uh, I don't think we've talked about her at length. But, I think um, the island thing rings a bell. I don't know if... Um... Yeah, well, she, she's... Because obviously she's a big uh, big Catholic. So that's obviously where she obviously got those got that, those credentials when she went to um, went to Ireland. Where she had yeah. her stripes. Yeah. She's, um, I did a quick Wikipedia on her. Because Mother Teresa is one of those people that... I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty ignorant, ignorant as it is anyway. But... Um, we we know Mother Teresa best because through like figures of speech or when we sort of use that in our culture, um, anyone sort of caring to someone else or whatever, we call them Mother Teresa, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> you are Mother Teresa and stuff like that. That's how we that's how we use her name. That's 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 what we associate her with. Um, but she's a bit more controversial than I realised. Why? Well, you, you take the good stuff. So the charitable work that she's done um, over, uh, throughout her life and obviously her devotion to, you know, her faith and, and all that. Won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. Big plus. But, um, but she, she garnered some, some controversy over some of her views because obviously uh, how she lived her life was deeply based in her faith. So right. being a really, really strong Catholic... In sort of modern society, that starts to butt heads with things like abortion, and the there was a um, a writer called Christopher Hitchens who made a documentary about her that was that was kind of scathing. Um, uh, I think I think broadly speaking, she's she's a heroic figure, 
but but like all big historical figures is flawed because you can apply some of the good things she did and also say that some of the stuff that she did wasn't actually as helpful as it could have been and not only into that did she did she ever get married was there a mr Teresa? i don't think anyone ever breached breached the um the gates so to speak yeah of mother Teresa. i don't think anyone ever got in there even, even our own hand. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, well, well, well. Pretty sure I've just made a Mother Teresa wanking joke. <laughs> whatever good faith we might have Excellent. had the sponsors of this episode. Yeah. There's your um, <laughs> title right there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Scopscope. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, well, well. We're pretty sure Mother Teresa has not had a wank. <laughs> Mother Teresa's hand, your episode title. There we go. <laughs> Finger blasting Mother okay. Teresa. <laughs> I'll go there, oh, can't well, we? So can't yeah, how long, how long did she stay in Macedonia? Was, did she leave as a child or what? So, so it looks as though she was up, up to the age of 18, she went to Ireland. And then after Ireland, she then settled in India, which is where she got her, sort of her, her um, known as Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So generally she lived her life and did most of her work in India. Bit like Princess Diana of Wales, kind of. Yeah. So, um, but it's weird because on Wikipedia, she she's changed her nationality about seven times. So, yeah. So let me let me try and do this in order. So she was born into the Ottoman Empire in like nineteen nineteen tens or nineteen ten. Then she's classed as Serbian. Then she's classed as Bulgarian. Then she's classed as Yugoslavian. So now we're on four. Then she's classed as Indian, then she's back to Albanian again, and then she got American citizenship. Why was she after so many different passports? She's got more passports than a spy. She didn't get a blue British one though, did she? Had, well, had more, because she's dead now, obviously. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so she, she, she'd, um, I'm not sure how she acquired all those. Um, she also achieved sainthood as well, um, thanks to Pope John Paul II. Who, um, who who anointed her, which was, you know, it's not bad, is it? Um, but yeah, a bit of a divisive figure. Anyway, moving on from Mother Teresa to something a bit more strange. Um, Macedonia was the first country to get wireless broadband. Really? Did they invent it or did they just... They didn't invent it. I don't think they invented it. They just happened to be the first ones to get it. And I've no idea how that happened. Um, but that happened in 2006. You'd think it would have been earlier than that, really, wouldn't you? I thought that. But I don't, I don't know if that's the fact they didn't invent it. Because obviously you still had... I remember having broadband early 2000s, maybe. But it was, but it was through a cable. I don't remember it being, being wireless. Um, I think that sort of stuff started to come in. But maybe it was just a, a, a adopting it across the country. I don't know. But it's supposed to be one of the poorest, one of the, uh, one of the poorest countries in Europe. Really? So I don't understand how they've, how they've pulled that off. Um, well, it's interesting because like when Greg went to, my friend went to um, Ockrid, he did so because it was so cheap to get there. Mm. Um, it's on, there's a, a lake, Ockrid, um, or Orrid, as I like oldest, to call it. The oldest in the world. Is it indeed? It is. Good to know. Um, it's very nice, apparently. Greg sent me plenty of pictures from there. Looks stunning. Um, at the time, he would have been drinking Scopsco. Um yeah. You know, I was quite ignorant to it at the time, but 
Um, it, it looks beautiful. It's a really nice place, but you can only fly there from Luton. And it's with a, a firm called Wiz Air. Um, so doesn't inspire the greatest of confidence in me. Um, but it seems really cheap. And this was one of the things about the beer. I was trying to work out whether it'd be cheaper for me to just fly there and pick some up rather than pay the import charge. Yeah. And it probably would have been, to be fair, and I've got a, at least 24 hours in, Scot- in sculpture out of it as well. But hey-ho, you know, one thing's led to another, and here we are, drinking it in rainy autumn in Nantwich. Yeah. And Middlewich, obviously, because we're not together. No, we are, we are over Zoom at the moment, because um, mm. we're in the middle of lockdown too. Um, so yeah, so, um, so they scored a, 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 a weird sort of first with that wireless broadband thing really unusual um they do have um and they're, they're friendly with nasa which i don't think has anything to do with wireless broadband um because they have a place called coquino which is home uh, supposedly to um one of the world's first or oldest observatories um right it's back to like 19th century bc so it's you know they were looking at stars way before anyone else Again, ahead of the time, Macedonians. Is it it a very big place, Macedonia? Um, I would like to say that I researched it and what the population was, but I didn't. (laughs) That's that's all right, no problem. It just seems to have quite a lot going on for what I would assume is quite a small place. Well, it's weird because it's kind of, uh, in terms of the territory, I'm not sure how that's evolved over time. Because when you look at, essentially, North Macedonia is its name, which is sort of in, in the Balkans. So if you picture... A map you've got Greece and then you have um, so you sort of Greece and then up to the left is, is Albania and then next to that is Macedonia so it just yeah. sits on top of Greece and it is smaller quite a bit smaller than Greece yeah I'm just looking and at the map now it's smaller than Albania area which is loads bigger so it's not a, not a big yeah. country but um, it, it seems to it seems to have um, ties with Greece um, which I think creates some sort of friction in terms of um, Greek elements of Macedonian culture, things that, that, that the Greeks kind of claim as their own, that right. don't really belong to them. Um, yeah, it's quite unusual. It's got a fantastic um, flag. It's a good flag. Apparently, and this is a nickname um, within Europe, <clears throat> it's called Macedonia Two Flags because um, they changed their flag. Um, their flag's undergone a couple of versions, so because um, the flag is like a, it's almost like a sun, isn't it? A red, yeah, with a red background, yeah. Flaring out. Um, but apparently that <laughs> used to be smaller, and they enlarged it to fill out the space on the flag. So that's right, so it's a bit like um, two jags, then. Two jags, yeah. John Prescott, yeah. Two jags, John Prescott. It's a throwback to 90s politics there. Um, um so right, sorry, just to segue a little bit there. Skopje, the capital and largest city, is home to one quarter of the country's two point zero six population. Two point zero six million population. So, I mean, that's what like the country population is the size of probably London's population, isn't it? It's quite a small place. In fact, it's probably it's probably even less than what's than, than how many people are in London. I would have thought, especially at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is a place though, there is a place in Macedonia where, um, which when Macedonia, North Macedonia got its independence in 1991, there was a small village that decided to try and break away as well and break away even from Macedonia itself. And I hope I'm pronouncing a bit like Cornwall. 
Yes, there's a small village called Vev. I think it's Vevchani. I hope I've said that right. Vevchani, which um, is a population of only two and a half thousand people, and it wow. declared itself an independent republic, um, right. just for two and a half thousand people. And they even have their own passports and their own currency. Wow. So it's a country within a country, almost like Vatican City, and it's like a it's a it's a small sort of enclave within. within Brilliant. Estonia. Um, you can visit it. It's not. It's not like it's closed off or anything. You can visit. You can go there, um, and supposedly this is a this is a thing as well that you can um, ingratiate yourself yourself in the culture and make yourself an honorary citizen if you were to drink enough of their wine. Wow! I wonder if they have their own beer. More interestingly, uh, I've not seen. I, I, I don't know. Um, it would be good if they did, wouldn't it? But that's somewhere. Definitely, yeah. If I, if I went to because. When I, when I was looking at this, this country, I thought this would be a really interesting place to go because you've got lots of old historic areas. Lake Orid is, I think that's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, they've got these really old buildings. They've got one of the oldest um, mosques that goes back to the year like 1400, um, apparently, which is, which is apparently stunning. It's like a really interesting country. It's a mishmash of different things. Um, so yeah, and I'd, I'd like to check out this this little country within a country. Um, Looks interesting. I'm not a big wine drinker though, so that would, that would, that would be tricky. It'd be tricky for me to. Nah. That'd be hard. It'd be worth trying though, wouldn't it? I'd quite happily drink a few, you know, just for the sake of it. Like, I'm just having a look online here. The Eurasian lynx is to be found um, roaming wild in, rarely roaming wild in Macedonia. So that's interesting. Lynx. That's like the cat. That's like a, sort of a wild cat with like the pointy. Yeah, it's, it's like a little sort of pointy fur at the top of its ears. Yeah, the ears. Yeah, yeah, cute. You know, as far as cats go. So, yeah. uh, I was going to get onto I was going to get onto Alexander the Great because he was the when I, the top of the, the top of the show when I asked you about famous Macedonians. That's the one I thought you were going to name. Right? No, I didn't. No, I'm too <laughs> ignorant for that sort of stuff. <laughs> So, um, so he's 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 the main man. He is he is Mr. Macedonia. Um, but there was a, a more modern day uh, famous Macedonian I wanted to talk about briefly. Well, look at trying to look at famous people from Macedonia. There wasn't really anyone that came up apart from this one guy called Toza Prusky, um, who uh, who is uh, nicknamed the Balkan Elvis. So this is um, this is Macedonia's main pop export. So he is he was, a tribute uh, fact, a tribute actor, or is he just? No, 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 no. So he wasn't. He didn't sing Elvis songs that I'm aware of. He sang his own stuff. But he was right. like a huge, huge pop star, um, and he he only lived to 26. So he almost <laughs> he almost ended up in the 27 club with like Kurt Cobain and, and uh, <laughs> uh, Jimi Hendrix and what have you. But um, no, he, he fell one year short. He died in a car crash, sadly, in Croatia. Um, but he competed. I, I've I'd seen him before, and then and and I'd, I'd never realised it. Um, if you go back to two thousand and four, way way back, he competed for Macedonia in Eurovision. Did he? Um, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he qualified through the semi-finals and got into the final. He sang a song called "Life." Um, and I watched, I watched it back so yesterday while I was looking bits up. I went on YouTube and looked it up and watched it back. And uh, it's not the best Eurovision song, but it's all right. I mean, it's, it's sort of the sort of thing you would expect from them. Um, it's all sung in English. Um, and he's wearing like a big white 
like a long, like like Neo from the Matrix, like a white coat with like white trousers and whatever else. And he's got like dancers in black behind him. Um, and it's, it sounds like standard Eurovision, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper like, and the way it's staged, it's quite sparse. But there's people, there's dancers and stuff on chairs. There's like ladies like seductively sort of writhing around chairs, and he's got like blokes that are like putting their hands on him and stuff. And then um, you know that like in Eurovision, you get like a costume gimmick, like Bucks Fizz, they rip the skirts off and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. Well, he has like, um, uh, how do I describe it? So where is like his chest is? There's like um, pockets on the sides, and then out from that, they pull out these like red ribbons, and he's like he sinks to his knees, he's, like, and they like pull like these red ribbons out, and like pulling his insides out. A bit odd. Um, I think that's about the point he's hitting, like his key change or his big note. Anyway, he did a, he did a great job. I mean, he had a brilliant voice. Um, he scored forty seven points. Not the best. Not the probably best. more than we scored though. Well, I was coming to that now. So, um, so our act that year was James Fox. Neither, don't remember him. Um, how many points do you think James Fox scored for the UK? What year was this? 2004. 2004. We weren't spectacularly unpopular at that point because Brexit was nowhere near happening. Um, we weren't really... Well, mind you, Iraq and Afghanistan had only just happened, exactly. hadn't they? Bear that in so mind. We, so we were quite unpopular. Um, on that note, uh, who was the Prime Minister at that point? Blair had gone, hadn't he? Was he no, still Blair. there? No, Blair was Blair was well in, but Blair wasn't out for another like five, six years after that. So it's still Blair. I mean, we were we were pretty doing pretty well, you know, sort of domestically at that point. You know, we we were on riding a bit of a crest of a wave, you know, sort of financially. I do um, think it was in, a shit song though. In hindsight to where we are now. Um, but just gives people all the more reason to hate us. So I'll say I'm going to take single figures single. under ten. Yeah. Uh, wrong. He scored twenty nine. It's better than we've done for the last couple of years. Then it was a bottom half finish, but um, but it was an improvement on the previous year because the previous year was um, two thousand and three where we scored null point. Oh dear me! Who was that? That was um, Gemini. Was like a, a duo, like a, um, a man and a woman, um, and they were they were awful. They were they were, they were bad. They were really bad. I can't tell if we were. Uh, there was a phase I think where we were really trying not to win it. I think because no one really could be asked to pay for the hosting the thing. So when was the um, the last time that we won it? Was it Katrina and the Waves? Yeah, that was ninety seven. Wow, and we not won it since then. Nope. That was so an it, absolute banger of a tune. To be fair. It was, and I'm not sure if it was um, the year before we got Neil Poirot or the year after James Fox. There was a, a lady called Jessica Garlic, who was um, from Pop Idol, who we I vaguely remember that name. Yeah, she came third. Did she? Oh, so went from, like third to Neil Poirot, because I think even in '98, I think we came like second. So we were, we were up there. And then as soon yeah. as, as soon as we pretty much invade Iraq, and it's like, and that's it. We've never, we've barely recovered since. I think we got one top ten finish. I think, which was some woman in two thousand nine, um, and we've got nowhere near ever since. But yeah, there we go. Tosi Tosi Peruski, rest in rest in peace. Um, we'll never know what other what other hits he could have had, um, and I'm sure Macedonian misses him misses him greatly. 
just looking through Macedonia's history of um, Eurovision results, actually, and they've in twenty, um, obviously this year, twenty twenty, it was being cancelled. But in twenty nineteen, um, they finished seventh with Tamara Todevska singing "Proud" in English. But then for the one, two, three, six years prior to that, they failed to even qualify for it. I mean, how dreadful must your song be if you can't even qualify for Eurovision? That is poor. It is poor. And then they had 2012, they did qualify. And then another four years prior to that, they didn't. Um, Best finish since 1998 is seventh last year. So So there we go. It's about the best thing I can say for Macedonia in Eurovision. (laughs) Right, Alexander the Great. Give it to me. How much do you know about him? Nothing. So uh, he was he was pretty much the first. So you know we talked about Genghis Khan with Mongolia. Yeah. He was he was kind of a conqueror and a, and a bit of a shit. Well, uh, Alexander the Great was was the world's first conqueror. So right. he was a prince. He was born as a prince. Um, and was raised um, by, or I'll say raised by, or supposedly taught by, Aristotle, who's a world-famous philosopher. So imagine having a personal tutor being one of the, one of the you know, you didn't go to school, you had personal tutelage from one of the greatest philosophers of all time. Is that where the word aristocracy comes from? Uh, I have no idea. Sorry, that was not part of your research, <laughs> was it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so, so um, taught by Aristotle, um, Alexander um, the Great gets to uh, about 18 years of age and, you know, most people be like, right, I'm, I'm off to uni or I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving home to, to do whatever. Um, travel the world. He left to not just travel the world, but conquer it. And he, he, he basically, um, in, in a short space of time, Although not as quickly as he didn't cover as much ground as Genghis did, um, but he, you know, Persia and India and whatever else, um, he he went about his way and and, and conquered a shitload of land. Um, he he's in fact a bit like he's like the Floyd Mayweather of world conquering in that he never suffered a defeat, undefeated. Oh, guy didn't lose a battle, never lost, never lost. Wow. Never lost. Um, married three times. Um, his last wife, he settled on uh, at the age of, I think it was 20, I think he was 26. A woman called Roxanne. Um, he had one Roxanne! Son. Yep. Um, he had one son, Alexander IV. Um, however, it, it looks as though um, not long after that, or before, was it before he was born? He died before he was born. This is 323 BC, because he was doing all this before Jesus. Um, he died at the age of 32 for reasons that no one has ever fully got to the bottom of. Right. So supposedly, he was knocking back loads of wine at a party, and then two weeks later, dead. What, from a hangover? And no one knows if he died from poisoning or from other causes whether he was murdered, because supposedly um, one of his generals um, had a son, Cassander, who didn't like him, wanted to be for him or whatever. And it was him who, after Alexander had died, um, 
basically got his got his wife and, and child killed. So Roxanne and little Alexander Jr. He, he bumped them off. Um, so it makes you wonder if they were involved behind the scenes in um, in Offenham. Like line of duty, isn't it? You know, trying to find out who done it, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, who was the corrupt one? Who's the the bad bastard of it all? Really. Okay, so Alexander the Great's murder. You've got to pick one detective, one detective to solve it. Who are you picking? From all sort of TV shows. Yeah. Um. What famous detective are you getting on the case? Famous detective. I'll tell you who I'd pick. I would pick Jack Meadows off the bill. He don't let anything go. <laughs> Jack Meadows. <laughs> Keep okay. it simple. Proper Yorkshireman. He's northern. He knows where it's at. When he gets the bit between his teeth, nothing's getting past Jack Meadows. Bollocks to all your rest of them. I was, I was leaning more towards um, Quincy. I thought he might have been, but... I'm, I'm quite Columbo's, a simple guy, so I... Columbo's an obvious one, but Quincy, Quincy's different, because Quincy, or Quincy M.E., should we say, um, he was a medical examiner. So not only would he solve the murder, but he has that inside track that the others won't have, in that he'd obviously be able to examine the body. You know, he can take things that look like a routine suicide or, or whatever, and then he'd say, no, this is murder. Every episode, basically, was, no, this is murder. And then I'd be like, no, no, no way, Quincy. Fuck off, Quincy. No way. And he'd get proved right at the end of every episode. And his boss always staked his reputation on Quincy being right. And always, Quincy always came through for him. So Quincy's your guy. I love Quincy. That was like, you know, the, when you watch telly when you're a student? Like daytime TV, sort of things that you would watch. You know, but I sort of still do that now, really. Yeah, because well, yeah, of how you work. Yeah, so like bargain. Yeah. Back, back then, it would be like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, sort of wake up, watch Quincy. Neighbours, Hollyoaks, and the like. Hmm. Um, while we've been on, just to segue there, I've just found a couple of um, Scopsco television adverts on the old um, internet of things. Yeah. So one, once we've... Um, produce this video I shall post a link to them they're nothing on the level of um, what was the one that was fantastic the really this one was good wasn't it the Chingis one that's that's the one um, it's nothing on the level of that but it's just a couple of little adverts in the base. you know it looks like people are having some fantastic fun and all good really um, just to segue again I've opened Scott's Go Smooth now um, and I must say I prefer the first one I don't know yep. if you're onto it yet so I was expecting smooth. Let me just finish off. It's very smooth, I must say. Um, I don't think it's. Excuse me. I don't think it's quite as strong, is it? So this Four point five percent. This one, yeah. This is oh yeah, a bit lighter. So is this because it's weird because the presentation on the can makes it look a bit like a bitter. You get like a. That's what my assumption would be. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but it's not it's, it's just a lager it's just a, a bog standard lager slight but it's not if anything if you're going to say it's a lager you presume it would be a weak one you know maybe 3% or such like but it's not it's still that's quite a strong lager 4.5% but I don't understand what's supposed to be smoother about it 
but it says at the top, real fresh and balanced taste. Um, no, I mean, I'd, like I said, I'd rather go for the first one, personally. But um, Scott Sko's Twitter account, um, which is virtually all in Macedonian, so unless you're Macedonian, yeah. probably not worth the follow. Unless you, you know. Unless you want some free beers sending over. Unless you're obviously. I'm not saying they're going to send free beers to everyone, by the way. They were just very nice to us. Yeah. Um, incidentally, um, can I just give a mention to the Scott Sko Twitter account and the brewery for sending these beers over? I've just quickly Googled a short time ago just to double check what the, you know, the handle was. And I came across what actually turns out the wrong one at Scottsco is not their account, but the uh, description for the person on at Scottsco says, I like my beer cold, my TV loud and my homosexuals flaming. Wow. So interesting. If you're after, if you're after Scottsco on Twitter, that's not your one. It's at Scottsco1924. Give them a follow. You won't understand anything they're saying, but they do speak English because obviously, you know, here we are with beer. They did a Twitter poll um, on, on what people's favorite, because they do, um, obviously, Scottsco Lager, Smooth, and then, you have to excuse my dog, and an IPA. Um, yeah. And IPA was the least popular, and Smooth was the most. Really? Wow. Yeah, which is tasting it now, um, not keen. It's definitely not as good as the first one, is it? No, no, it's not. Well, yeah. Do you reckon that's like the cheap option? You know, when you go into like their Aldi, they stop the smooth I don't one. Know. Because it's smooth, like in terms of like because what we said about the, the lager beer was that it wasn't particularly gassy; it was smooth to drink. And this is the same, but it doesn't have the flavour. It's missing the no, no. This is like really. This is a lot more watery whether that's the percentage coming down or whatever, but this just tastes very like, oh, this is very, you know what I can imagine? This, the smooth one, I can imagine, like the, when you're in like a, a, a pub, a bar in, in Scotia, this is like their carling. Exactly, yeah. This is the, this is the lads, the, you know, the lads drink, where, you know, whereas you're, you're, you're slightly more, more. Um, it's, it's the Fosters to the VB. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good the way Carlin to, to the Camden. Good way to describe it, yeah. Yeah. I actually think like this lager beer is 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 really enjoyable. I think that's one of the you know if we're ranking the, the tier of Eastern European beers, I'd put it where would I put it? What other ones have we had? Just off your list. You know, Yell and Pivo is my favourite Eastern European beer, I think, so far. And I rank this um, above Azusco and below that. Yeah, who knows? Definitely. It's better than Kamenitz so, from Bulgaria. It, yeah, um, oh, Aldaris from Latvia was decent. Oh, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was right at the beginning of the journey. That Aldaris was really early on. That was the, I can't forget about that one because that was quite a good beer. I feel like I've forgotten about Aldaris. Yeah, I know. A friend of the show, Phil's trying to get hold of Aldaris at the moment, um, and it's seeming really difficult to get. But we bought that from Beers of Europe right at the beginning. Yeah, way um, back. Yeah, and obviously I've never looked for it since, but as I said, he's struggling at the moment. Um, but we've got a new friend of the show, um, Hetty, who is doing the um, the beer bucket list with her dad as part of lockdown too. So we're looking into helping her out with a few beers at the moment. Obviously, Scottsco is going to be part of it, so I'm going to be sending some Scottsco across. Yeah. Um, and she just needs some help with getting some local ones. So the other day, um, I finished my job yesterday, so I'm... 
won't be going to Manchester anymore. So she caught me just at the right time. So I've managed to get hold of some Barbican, annoyingly. But anyway, I've got some of that. I've, and I bought myself some Caminita last week. Um, but I went yesterday to get some more for Hetty, and they only had one, so I'm going to be stuck with just one Caminita. But I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it another go because my beer supplies. Um, I've been drinking a bit heavily recently, so my beer supplies are dwindling quite a bit. But so I'm looking forward to broadening my horizons and just getting a few little extra different countries involved now. Um, now I'm down to the sort of bare bones in preparation for moving out. I can spread my wings a little bit and get some different ones. That's the plan. I might even get some cannabis beer, you know, because why not? Why not? Yeah, why not indeed? So should we, should we, uh, so barbecue, barbecue beer, Scottsco? The lager beer, we'll, we'll, we'll leave some of that out of this because it's not on the bucket list. So we're basing it on, yeah, on the Scottsco original. Um, yes. Yeah, I'd say it would be a, a barbecue beer. Decent barbecue um, beer, I think. Lacks probably lacks the quality to elevate it to ambassador's reception status. Same with all these Eastern European ones. They just they don't quite. No, they it's just that. Don't quite get it's, there. It's too much communism, you know. It just doesn't work, does it? The <laughs> ambassador doesn't like communists. Hold <laughs> um, hard cash and Ferrero Rocher. Yes. So yeah. Um, yeah. No ambassador's reception. Um, do you want to rate it? I think we should. Is there anything else you need to discuss about it? Not really. I think I think it's. I kind of feel like I've got a, a decent gauge of, of how I feel about it. I think it's a decent beer. I think um, for those those of you going on the journey, um, hi to Hetty is the, one of the newest uh, newest ones to join in and get in touch with us. Um, Anyone needs it, get in touch with us now because there's not many cans of it left. Get it while we so. Yeah, get on with it and you know that. Yeah, get in touch. Um, yeah, because you're I, probably not going to get it again. I, I think this is this is um, decent to drink. I would, if there were more of it, I'd probably drink. It's it. up there, I'd isn't it? In, I'd, I'd drink it and wouldn't feel bad about it at all. It's all right. It's decent. Mm, it's good. So yeah, rating. Yeah. yeah, fingers. Let's go. Ready, three, two, one. I'm gone. Seven and a half, you've gone eight. Okay. Rock paper Not far off each other. We? We're in rock paper scissors territory, aren't we? That's probably the closest we've been in a long time, actually. Maybe. Yeah. Rock paper scissors for it then? Yeah, let's go. So you win, it's an eight, I win seven and a half. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. This is cuts paper. Oh. That's my first rock paper scissors win in a while, isn't it? It is, yeah. I played it for a while, but I, I feel like I was on a losing streak. Mm. There we go. Seven and a half. You know what? Seven we've, and a half. It is. We've got to the end of this episode, and we haven't mentioned. In fact, do we talk about it? Do we talk about him, or do we just start? Do we just? He's just confined to the dump, the, the bin of history now. We move on. Are we talking about the orange dickhead? Should we just mention? Should we just mention him briefly? He's still not gone though, has he? And he's not going to go without a fight. Legally, he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. <laughs> I know it's not official, official, but he's he's going to have to concede at some point. He's showing himself up for what he is, isn't he? Yes, an absolute wanker. He's just <laughs> making the whole situation even worse. 
did you see without getting into the, the politics of it just something really 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 made me laugh yesterday was so at the moment at the point that um all of the media channels declared that biden had won um trump was on a golf course um and and while he was on the golf course um he there was a press conference that his that rudy giuliani his lawyer was giving and trump had tweeted earlier in the day there was going to be this press conference at the four seasons in philadelphia and then the four seasons turned around and said no no we haven't got that that's not going on here trump had to correct the tweet and say the press conference is going to be at four seasons total landscaping so they ended up Rudy Giuliani and, and, and whoever else was was forced to hold this press conference outside this little landscaping shop um, on this little back street in, in Philadelphia, sandwiched between a crematorium and a dildo shop. Where, <laughs> where they, they had pinned to up all the you know, like they have the background, they pinned it up on the garage wall, didn't they? Yeah, to try and make it look like a normal press conference venue. Yeah. But obviously we keep brilliant on it. It's just them stood between like a fire extinguisher. And... <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, that was, it was the exact moment that, 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 that it, it had been pretty much made official that, that he'd lost. So was he busy playing golf at the time? He, was, he played golf. He just went off to play golf, yeah. He just, he just got, got well out of the way of it. Could you imagine if Alan Sugar was our Prime Minister? You know, putting that into perspective. Um, it wouldn't be anywhere near as bad as Donald Trump. Be, I'd be nowhere near as bad, but but he would be a Tory. Oh yeah, without doubt, yeah. So he's a Tory. So I mean, his vice prime minister would be um, Claude Lippe. I, I would. I tell you what, though, I'd take Alan Sugar. If you're asking me the lesser of two evils, I would take Alan Sugar over Boris in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I probably would. Because uh, as much as as much as I wouldn't agree with everything Alan Sugar says or believes in or, or whatever he's at least competent in that he's, he's 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 a competent leader do you know what i mean like he could get things done yeah. he, he'd, do selling things, shit, he? he'd do things you wouldn't necessarily want done but he'd get them done so he's he's not he, he wouldn't be completely incompetent like if you ask me who i'd rather have handling coronavirus boris johnson or um a mouse mat with a picture of a dolphin on it. I'd probably pick the mouse mat. So it's, it's he sets a low bar. He does. He, he and, now, and, and, and now that now that Trump's gone, going, pretty much the eyes of the world are on Boris Johnson as one of the the world's most sort of hapless idiots. What a world! And he's now been promoted. He's now he's now going to be top of the tree, isn't he? He's the team. biggest biggest idiot in the world, isn't he? So he's going to have more, more, more spotlight on him now. He's lost one of his allies as well, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting move that. That will be fun. And Biden doesn't like him at all, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, give it till New Year, and we'll have another election. Fingers crossed. Well, I did. I don't know if I made the shout. I, I think he's done. I think he's done in January. I think he's. I think he's going to quit. But I don't think it'll be. Yeah. An He'll just hand it off to someone else. But anyway. Yeah, fucking hell, that could be even worse. Anyway, so for those of you, um, uh, you know, especially our listeners um, ab- abroad in the States, um, congratulations. 
um, unless you voted for Trump, in which case, commiserations, and you wouldn't be listening to us anyway, would you? Um, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, you know, no no politicians are perfect, and I don't expect he's going to make everything radically better. But you know, you can only go up from Trump, can't you? You can't you can't get worse. Hopefully, you can't. Well, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's, been rough, it's been a rough year. Um, Scooter, though, do you remember Scooter, the band? Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Three AM, the painted cow. <laughs> that lot. Um, they've, yeah, yeah. They've brought a new single out called "Fuck 2020." Um, After really, be a, could be a Christmas number one. I know we're going on now. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, do you remember Roger Sanchez? Who? Um, Roger Sanchez. He brought a song out about oh, twenty yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, Summer something on it. Um, I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, he's brought a new single out. He's been nowhere for 20 years. Yeah. And here he is. I was going to play the single on here and have the discussion about it. But anyway, we've been too engrossed in Macedonia. So, didn't happen. But yeah, Roger Sanchez, he is back. You'd know it. I hadn't really thought about him, if I'm honest. (laughs) Another chance, it was called. Absolute banger of a tune. Yeah, it was. That's the one I was singing. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, right. So yeah, yeah. We, have, we have gone on a bit longer than we've done this round, but fuck yeah, okay. um, it. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. We'll be back um, hopefully pretty soon. I think we've got another th- three or so beers lined up. Um, so the next sort of couple of weeks, you'll be hearing from us every couple of weeks, hopefully up to the end of the year. Fingers Thank crossed. Uh, with a few more beers to get through. Um, for those of you locking down, stay safe, look after each other. Um, no heavy petting, and uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Oh wait, socials. <laughs> We're not over. We're not over yet. Mark, what are at, the socials? At FTLOB Pod. Don't forget to um, give us a favourable review if you're on Apple Podcasts and wherever you download your podcasts. And yes. if you need any of the beers that we're talking about, give us a shout. Pint pals, we'll sort them out, get it all sorted. If you can help us, bring it on. We need 27 more beers. Um, so we, we really need some help now. We're struggling. And uh, don't forget, this episode has been brought to you by Scottsco. At Scottsco1924. <laughs> Whether by yourself or with friends, any time is a good Not time. the hope. Not the homophobe on at Scopsco. No. You, you talked over my ad read. I'm going to have to record that separately. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to record them and just pepper it through the episode. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, we should have done really, shouldn't we? <laughs> so big thanks to Scopsco. Um, I, I promise we're ending the episode now. We're putting you out of your misery. Bye bye. See you soon. This episode is brought to you by Scopsco. Nothing refreshes like the ice cold taste. Of Scopsco. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast. <laughs>